My name is Kelly Tyen, and welcome to Addicted to the Climb. Hey guys, welcome to the show. You are going to learn how I overcome adversity, hear from people just like you that have faced challenges and still keep climbing. Are you ready to elevate your life and choose your path? Let's do it together. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Addicted to the Climb, and I'm so excited about everything that's been going on over the last few weeks, the messages that you guys have been sending me. I'm just so honored that you're here and tuning in, so I just want to thank you for that. Well, I am so excited about today's show because this guest is someone I stumbled upon on Instagram, and she just blew me away with her story. And I just can't wait to introduce you to her. She is a woman of strength who is just so beautiful on the outside, but she's also just as beautiful on the inside. She's on a mission to help women move from being anxious achievers to being peaceful performers in their careers, jobs, lives, and beyond. You're going to be so inspired by her because on the outside, her life always seemed perfect. But on the inside, you'll find out it really wasn't. Like so many of us, we wear a mask every day. And when somebody is so vulnerable to bring their story to life, we all can relate. And it just makes us feel like we're real people, right? I am just so excited. Her name is Kelly Brock. And she's going to share her incredible story and teach us how we can become anxious achievers. So Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. And Kelly, you have been just, like I said, so vulnerable about everything that you've gone through up until this point in your life. And, you know, we look at all these women who may look like they have it all together, but on the inside, they're struggling. And so I want you to walk us through your story of how you were just such an overachiever and working to the bone and you were exhausted from trying to meet all these high expectations that you had on yourself. And I know many women have those, you know, we work so hard and we put all these expectations on ourselves when it really makes us exhausted and anxious and everything else in between. So I'd love for you to start, first of all, share about yourself, who you are, for my listeners that don't really know you, and then just take us on your journey from how this all evolved for you. Yeah, so currently, um, I am a business life and leadership coach. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I help people strategically in their businesses, but I also help them in that business life and leadership. So I do individual and group coaching. Um, But that kind of evolved as I've become my butterfly version of myself before I was a little caterpillar in a cocoon. And um, the last 10 years of my life, um, I've been a top achiever in network marketing company um, for a decade. And um, I started when I was 22. And um, I, my former life before that was health and wellness. And when I found entrepreneurship, I thought, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. I can create, I have freedom. I you know, opportunity is equal to my ambition. And I am still such a raving fan of network marketing. I think there's just power that can happen in a community um, like that. 
Well, I found myself um, two years ago, I had my second child. So fast forward four years, I had my daughter, met her. We were literally like soul sisters. Like I met her and went into motherhood, like without a bump in the road. When my son was born, I ended up experiencing postpartum depression, which I'm saying that so nonchalant right now, but it went unidentified for a really long time in me because I wasn't someone who identified with struggle. I wasn't someone who identified with um, depression at all. So I just thought, oh, things are hard because I have two children now. Like, isn't, isn't everybody just struggling, right, with two? You doubled, right? Well, that kind of went unidentified. And then um, I actually started experiencing about a year later anxiety attacks. We um, came home from a trip to Disney and the week at Disney was amazing. Like amazing. We came home and I got back to work, back to my high achieving self and everything that had been waiting for me was now waiting for me. You know what I'm talking about? Like where it was like, I'm sitting here and now everyone's like, here's the fire. Here's the help. Can you help me? And all of a sudden I felt myself really overwhelmed. Well, I told my husband, I was like, I think I got like bronchitis or something in at Disney. I, I'm having a hard time breathing. It's crazy. I'm like having to sit up and like, try to, it was like out of breath trying to talk to people. And I was like, I'm exhausted. And all of these physical symptoms started coming on me. So I was a healthy person. Um, I was a four year CrossFit uh, coach. You know, I'd been in group exercise before. I've always been healthy. So it wasn't like I was an unhealthy person. I was achieving in all, you know, areas of my life that you would look at. So I tried to find some doctors and um, I went to three doctors back to back. And they all were like, it sounds like anxiety and depression. Here's a prescription. Sounds like anxiety and depression. Here's a prescription. I, I mean, less than 15 minutes. I was in these offices and they were prescribing me something. So finally, this third doctor I went to and he suggested as well. And I said, I kept declining. I was like, no, I'm literally the most powerful, positive person I know. I'm not depressed because I, I was thinking, I'm not in bed. I'm not bawling my eyes out. Look at me. I'm, I'm showing up online every single day. I'm showing up for my team every single day. I'm not depressed. I'm not anxious. And finally, this third doctor who, again, wanted to prescribe me medicine, I said, if this is really that, let's just pretend it really is. I, wanna, I don't want to suppress the feeling. I want to figure out why it's happening. Because if you look at my life, you go, she's got a happy marriage. She's got two beautiful, healthy children. She's got a successful career. I mean, I was on billboards, driving free cars, top trips with my company. There was nothing surface level that should have been throwing me into something that was happening to me physically. And um, I want to pause for one yeah. moment because during that time when you did have it all together, did you ever lay your head down at night and ever think that you're fighting against something? Did anything ever come into your head? Because I know there's women out there that do feel like you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like to explain that. Did you yes. have any of those feelings? So here's what it looked like. I had been so sold out to this version of my dream. I was so sold out onto what success looked like in my life that I was hardly allowing myself to think a different thought, period. So I was so sold out to, this is what success looks like, and this is what everyone must be experiencing in order to do anything that counts in life. And so 
I didn't slow down enough to say, I'm not okay, or I don't feel good. I was always, Kelly, I was always going momentary sacrifice for long-term gain, except the problem was I kept putting way too many momentary sacrifices together. What should have been a month of deep driving, what should have been at, you know, a week of head down, which should have been a couple hours of not addressing my family ended up becoming who I was. That's how I was living. And, but I was putting on the face and I was getting up and smiling and doing all the things that I thought it was supposed to look like to lead out loud. And so I had these moments, those like quiet alone moments where I was going, would anything bigger than this require even more of me? I was silently going, how could, how could I ever do more? How could I ever be more? I would never see my family. I would never have health. I would never have time. It almost like scared me to get even more successful because it was going to mean I was sicker I was, because I knew deep down yeah. I was not feeling well. Yes. And that must've been scary too, in a way that yeah. I can't give anymore. I mean, it how, was. And, and I'm sure your family was suffering. Absolutely. Hindsight, and, I mean, I'm sure absolutely. that. Yes. And that's what I woke up to. I decided to take this uh, almost like functional medicine approach of myself mm. and saying, I am many parts of a whole. So what's wrong? And let me look at them all. Let me look at my marriage. Let me look at my finances. Let me look at my health. Let me look at my time management. Let me look at my spirituality. All of those things I had to look at. And I was going, oh my gosh, Kelly, I, I'll never forget. I went to a counselor um, and she said, okay, tell me what your top priorities are. And I said, oh gosh, faith, family, health, career. And she said, okay, and how are you honoring that with your time? And I literally flipped my hand upside down and I went the opposite. I'm giving my career and achievement, my everything, and my most important priorities are getting my residue. And I, I didn't know any other way because I, Kelly, I was an entrepreneur. I, I, I had to provide for my family. So everything felt like a scarcity mentality, unfortunately. It was like, I have to respond to this customer. I have to show up to this thing. I need to be at this conference because if anybody else knows about it, it looked like FOMO. Then I'm going to be behind. I'm going to be missing out on opportunity that could, again, provide me this thing. Actually, Kelly, I heard this story one time. It's called the little boat story. And it changed my life. There's this man in a little boat. He's fishing in a little boat. And this bigger boat comes up beside him and he's like, hey, guy, you know what you should do? You should sell your little boat and get a bigger boat with a net. And he said, okay, why would I do that? He's like, so you could get more fish and make more money. And he said, okay, well, why would I do that? And he said, well, when you sell all those fish, you could get a bigger boat and you could hire a crew and you could have that crew and then you get more fish and then you could have a massive boat. And then one day you could retire and fish by yourself in a little boat on the ocean. And I went, what am I doing? I have my little boat right here and I'm driving to, to, to do these big things that are costing me my little boat moments, which was my real life, which was my health and wellness. And so I, I woke up to the fact that I was an anxious achiever, that I was someone who, unfortunately, again, I had to, I had to admit this because it took me a minute to even admit I was having anxiety. I was such a high performer. I mean, I didn't say those words. I was not someone who spoke negatively or whatever. So I had to admit that I was someone who my identity was attached to my worth. What I was accomplishing was attached to my worth. 
I wanted to succeed so publicly for these people who didn't matter to me more than investing in the, the areas that I said were my important areas. And I just woke up and I went, what if I want a real, actual, exceptional life? And what if this was all I ever got? Am I honoring this well? And so I decided to just make some real changes in my health and my time. And I started actually, Kelly, this like framework. I started evolving my life and transforming. And what was crazy was um, I've always been a leader who is willing to lead one step ahead. I'm willing to talk about the one step that I just figured out and tell the world because I know there are some women who need to come second. They're not going to go first. So they need someone to say, hey, I just read this book or I heard this thing or I'm healing my gut with nutrition. Do you guys know about this? It's helping with my mental um, you know, anxiety and depression. I started healing myself with literal foods, which was so cool. And when I started doing that, what I thought was a me story, I found out was a we story. So many women, CEOs, top entrepreneurs, women in network marketing, women who are like executives of company were coming into my DMs going, me too. Can you privately tell me about what you're doing? Because I'm suffering and no one can know. That is exactly, I just want to stop right there because I personally know so many women entrepreneurs that are in that rat race right now. And I'm watching it and I can see it only because I've listened to your story. Yeah. I mean, it really was eye-opening for me to say, wow, I mean, I can see some of my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And what, what would be some things that to help them slow down a little bit maybe some advice you can give someone listening right now saying, oh my gosh, that's me. I don't even know where I would begin to slow down or how to go about this whole, you know, piece that I really want and not be that story about the boat and just to keep going and going and going. So what advice can you give our tips to, to a woman right now? Absolutely. Well, the, the first thing that I would say is awareness is the first key. If there is a disconnect in your life, I can't help someone who's not aware. Like there are literally people who are uncomfortable with the way that I'm talking because they're not aware. <laughs> I can't help you. But if you're going, oh, I'm identifying with a little bit of that. And when would this, this train ever stop? Here's the truth, okay? Where there's smoke, there's fire. What I was doing was I was addressing the smoke in my life. I was literally, Kelly, clearing the smoke out of the room going, oh yes, there, there's a financial issue but let me just move it, deal with it quick enough that I can keep pursuing these other things. So where there's smoke, there's fire. So instead of saying, let me keep clearing smoke, that's going to be a, that's an endless battle. Why don't you ask yourself, slow down enough to ask yourself where the fire is. Again, I'll never forget when I was in um, the same counselor and she said, Kelly, could you just take a little bit of time and rest? And I literally looked at her and I said, rest feels like a privilege I don't have right now. She, she said, could you rest and journal some questions? I was like, when? Even though I was in control of my schedule. So I want these women who are hearing me, you're, you might identify with that thought, like who do I think I am that I get to rest? Or if I rest, what am I going to be missing out? You'll never stop until you stop. So make the time to just pause for a moment and say, okay, I'm gonna journal a couple of these questions this chick Kelly <laughs> told me about, because I'm telling you guys, I'm richer than I've ever been 
right now in my whole entire life because I took the time nine months ago, 10 months ago to stop and ask myself questions. So here are a couple questions that could really help them. Number one is, what does success look like to me? Defining your own level of success, how do you know when you've reached it if you don't define it? And so many people define their level of success on what the world says, like these titles or accomplishments or collections of things that they've done. It's like, well, your level of success might look like a little boat and you're in a boat and, and you're missing the boat, right? So I would define your own level of success. Second is I think it's really important that they get clear on the dreams that they want to accomplish. Um, when I started discovering what I was doing to get well, I created this framework, which is now um, the Anxious Achiever Project, which I'm uh, teaching as a course. I'm helping women go from anxious achievers to peaceful performers, which means they're going to show up with success in the areas that matter to them in their lives, um, but with peace and harmony in the process. And so my point of saying that is the very first thing I ever have people do is I have them write down in 10 years from now, if you were to show up as the best version of yourself, what would that look like? And journal this out. When I did this the first time, it took me 90 minutes because what I encourage you to do is to, to write it in scenes, not things, not bullet list accomplishments. I'd love to have a podcast and I'd love to have a book and no, what does your life look and feel like? Because our feelings will actually lead us even more emotionally and purpose-driven than even a task list. So for example, when I journaled it, I wrote what my day looked like. I came down the stairs. My husband came down the stairs. He walked across the room to greet me with a kiss because we're still madly in love with each other. When I see myself in a decade from now, we're hotter than and heavier than we ever were. Like we're exceptional, right? So I, I, I wrote out what that would look like. Well, now my kids are not 12. Now, now they're not two and four. They're 12 and 14. How are they responding to me? What am I wearing? What am I doing with my time? What am I known for? Really paint that picture because again, if we, if we were to get clear truly with the end in sight first on where we want to be, it, it helps make the decisions of today a lot easier. It helps you to say hell no or heck yes, like mm -hmm. to your, to your options in front of you, because now you're a little bit clearer on the version of yourself you want to be, and you don't want to be out of alignment anymore. So that journaling exercise is really powerful. And I love that because I speak a lot of vision myself. Mm. And I think if you don't have a vision, you perish anyways. So without a vision in knowing where you want to be, exactly what you just said in writing it out, writing the story, not just the bullet points, that is just some great advice. I love that because people do tend to, you know, put the bullet points in and it's very cut and dry. But I think really taking the time to create a vision, like you said, you and your husband, we're going to be more madly in love. And the more you see that of yourself, that's who you become. Then the habits come into place of how to get there. It all works together. So yeah. I love that. I and, love that. and honestly, I break that down. I, I adopted this from Rachel Hollis. Um, I've evolved it kind of into my own thing, but this is where I first learned it from. That 10-year vision now goes into 10 dreams that I write every single morning. So every morning I'm writing, I'm an intentional and exceptional wife. I'm an intentional and exceptional mother. The reason you have to do this every single morning, because even if you create a habit, so habits come from having discipline for a short amount of time 
and then a habit takes over, right? You've done it long enough that now it's who you are. Well, guess what? Habits still can go away if the intentionality is not there. So with these women who are going, at one point I was healthy. At one point, my marriage was solid. At one point, my finances, what happened? Well, they forgot to stay intentional about the things that mattered. And so when you revisit that every morning, every morning I'm saying, well, and where and how would I show up as an intentional wife today? So that might look like me going to the grocery store so my husband doesn't have to. That might look like me being like, hey, babe, like if you want to just chill for a little bit, I'll play with the kids before dinner. And he's like, wow, thank you. I just got home from work. It's, you know, I'd love that. Thank you. So me showing up as a version of myself, I'm getting to choose today. And honestly, Kelly, if I could give this little nugget. Depression is when we hold on to the past. We're sad about what's already happened. Anxiety is fear of the future. What women need to know is this thought of changing your life. If you're identifying with what I'm saying and you're going, Kelly, I don't even know where to start. Here's how you start. You do it today. We change our lives by doing it today. So many times we want to put off to tomorrow what what we could do today because tomorrow feels like it's going to be fuller with possibility. I'll have more willpower. I'll be more prepared. I'll have some store of energy that's not available to me today. Well, guess what? Tomorrow becomes a today. So it's always in a messy, uncomfortable, limited version of yourself that you have to say, he just made me so annoyed, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to not fight. Or they are overwhelming me because I'm working from home with children now and I, I want to blow up. But the version of myself is I want to be a patient mom. So I'm going to act the way I want to feel. It's always in a limited moment. Um, the mantra that my, my anxious achiever project members have is we're going to win the moment we're in. How do you change your life? You win yes. The moment you're in. Yes. Because sometimes you can't even string seven days together. It's like, I just have to start with this one moment where I'm not going to choose to go to this conference because it makes my husband mad. I'm going to choose to stay home. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm going to win this moment. That's where women get out of line is they lose the little moments along the way. And all of a sudden they've drifted into a version of themselves that's making them sick, sick. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is win the next moment, win the moment you're in. I love that. And you've also said, I've heard you say, I think on Instagram or your stories, practice the reps now. And that all ties in with winning the moment now. So explain practice the reps now. I love that. Yeah. So when that's another part of our vision casting that we do, because there are these women, they're going, Kelly, I'm I'm sick about myself because I'm not showing up as a version of myself I want to be, but I want to be a podcaster. I want to have a nonprofit or I want to have a book. Well, how do you get to become that version? You practice the reps now. If you're going to be a writer, you write every day. If you want to be a speaker, how are you speaking every day? Guess what's free and available to you? You could be an educator on your own phone for the world. And so I see myself as a speaker. So every day, you, you can't go to my social media without hearing me say something because I'm a speaker. It's who I want to be. So you practice those reps. Again, you want an exceptional marriage? You practice your reps today. What would that look like? If you want to have great financial um, stability, you practice the reps now. 
Um, I, finances was one of the areas that gave me the most anxiety. Um, I didn't have education on that growing up. And I used to tell a victim story like, well, I just don't know what to do because no one taught me. Mm -hmm. Well, I had to decide I'm responsible for my life. Um, and so I had to decide that I was going to get responsible in my finances. So I started saying like a precious pause. I, I always say I embrace the precious pause. Meaning if I want that in 24 hours from now, I'll buy it. But if I don't, I will press this pause and I will see how I feel about it 24 hours from now. So it kept me from making these impulsive, you know, decisions that weren't reflective of the version of myself I wanted to evolve into, but I just wasn't used to being yet. So I always embrace the precious pause. If I want that cookie in an hour from now, we'll talk about it. But That's willpower. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, but it helped me to make better decisions because I just said, not now, not the minute I want it. Because that's where I got myself into trouble. Trouble was making now decisions instead of long-term decisions. Right, you think things through. And I think that's hard for people. And it's hard for people to not want it now or take a step back and say, well, is that cookie gonna do me any good? Let me think right. about it. I mean, that is hard and willpower does play a role in that. But, mm -hmm. you know, Kelly, you put so much work into wanting to evolve into that woman that you see yourself as. And I think that's what it comes down to is if you're willing to put the work in, you will get the results from that work. So depending on how bad you want it, right? How bad you want to see yourself, how bad you want to be that amazing wife. If you're not putting in the work, nothing's going to change. Well, and you want to know what, I think some, some people might hear this and go, you have no idea what I would need to turn around in my life <laughs> in order to be that version. And they, so they go, there's no point. They throw their hands up mm -hmm. and I want to give them two, two thoughts. Number one, there, there's a law of accelerated returns which means when you make small, simple decisions, a lot of women don't believe in themselves because they belief means that you can trust yourself to hold promises that you've given. And they go, I'm, I don't, I start a diet on Monday. I sabotage it on Friday. Right? So they don't believe in themselves. So what I want you to know is there's this law called accelerated returns. When you start to make small and simple decisions, um, choices, they almost feel too small to even count. It could be something like, I have a water jug and I drink the whole jug at, by the end of every single day. Well, you do that seven days in a row and you go, look at me, I'm someone who does something healthy. And all of a sudden they build this confidence and momentum of going, I'm someone who does what I say I'm going to do. And then it draws them into better decisions again, more small and simple decisions. And then all of a sudden they're more motivated. They've got positive feelings. They're seeing results in their life and they become more. So I want to encourage people who might feel overwhelmed one ripple effect of a great new habit in your life seeps over into all the other habits of your life. I, I ended up getting great like um, health and, and great at my sleep and all these things because I first started dealing with my time management and how I was honoring my time. So it can seep over. So I want to encourage you, it will not take as long as you think it's going to. And I also want to give people a clear picture of what it might look like to be all in. Kelly, most people live their life in the middle. They do a little bit of good habits and then they sabotage a little bit too. They live their life in this middle. So they don't know what it actually feels like to be exceptional. And when they've, maybe if they've ever tried to be all in or 
what if I was to change my life? The problem is they've done it in unhealthy ways that they're remembering when I'm all in, it doesn't look good for my life, right? It was where I didn't come up for air. It's where I, you know, struggled as a result because of it. So I want to encourage people to reconsider what it might look like to be all in on their version of themselves. You won't know. I mean, seriously, you won't know how bad you feel until you start making yourself feel better. Agree. That is, you don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I had no idea. So yeah. I thought, I thought mental fog, exhaustion at the end of the day, the three, three o'clock cup of coffee plus something to smoke. I thought that's how everyone existed until I got healthy. Started taking these, this like gut brain access supplements. I started doing all these things and I was like, oh, wow, there's like another level to my health or to my mindset or another level to, you know, my relationships. So I just want to encourage people, you might not really know it because you've never experienced it. What if you didn't quit on yourself for just today? You lived an exceptional life one day at a time. And then tomorrow morning, you readdress it. Can I do it again today? One more exceptional day. You string a couple of those together. You, you don't even recognize yourself because the results are flying in. Flying in. I love that. That's even in, you know, for me as a, you know, health and wellness coach, it's so important. Those little wins that you just stick, stick to it because tomorrow you're just going to feel so much better and want to take that next step or want to do that next thing. But you have been talking about how you're healthier. You mentioned that a few times uh, and I really want to, I know you talked a little bit about gut health. Um, how does that, where did that all play a role with, you know, yeah. take us okay. through that when you found out because I know the big, everyone's talking about gut health right now, nutrition, um, all tying into stress, how it affects our bodies, but tell us how, um, what you're doing for your gut health and how that's helped you. Yeah. Changed my life. I mean, if you were asking me top two things that I did that changed my life, health is number one, my, my literal physical, what I ate health. So there's a, um, a guy you need to follow him, Doc Amen. Um, Dr. Amen. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He just came out with a book. Everyone needs to Amazon prime it right now. It's called A M E N like amen. Amen. Okay. Yep. And on Instagram, it's D O C underscore amen, doc amen. He, um, studies the brain and he came out with a book called the end of mental illness. So right at the same time I was going to these doctors and going, Hey, I just, I'm not against medicine. Just does it have to be my only approach? Is there any other way? And I had a barrier, truly, Kelly, I had a barrier. I could either take a $10 copay prescription medicine that could change my life for taking it, or I was trying to go holistic and they were going, well, that'll be $600 to walk in the door to get a consultation with us. And I was going, how do I choose? You know, that felt really hard. So I found out about gut health and I started using um, these Amare Global products. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Um, happy to make recommendations to anyone, but they, they heal your gut, your brain and the axis in between it. And I was like, okay, I'll try these problems. Well, or try these products. I had had gut issues for 15 years. I had no idea that gut symptoms are just a symptom of an internal problem. I was not producing enough serotonin and dopamine in my gut, which is where it comes from. It was not transferring to my brain. So if you the foods that you eat are either poison or medicine for your body. They are either producing more energy, 
more clarity, more feel good feelings, or they are creating less, right? Or they're creating negative feelings. And so I started really studying um, Doc Amen. His new book, like I said, is like a little Bible that I have that teaches you all about the different things you should do to have great brain health, which gives you great body health. I mean, immediately within a couple of days, I'd lost five pounds of inflammation. You know, I had energy. I, I had mental fog that was lifted. Um, I had stress resiliency, like, oh, my kids are screaming and things are happening and I like can handle it. Because at that point, that was a big win for me. I'll never forget going back to my doctor and him saying, so, okay, like, how are those little supplements you use? Are you ready for your prescription pill? And I said, he said, what percent better are you? And I said, 50%. And I said, but that's significant. That's massive in my life. That's me having ideas and clarity and energy and waking up before my alarm and my stomach not being upset and all of these things. So I just really encourage people to, understand what the gut and brain have in common. They're connected. Um, and how you feed that has meant massive health to me, which has meant bigger impact. I wouldn't even be talking to you right now because I wasn't available to do the, the big things that were called on my life because I was not well enough to handle the next level. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's been Thank huge. You. No, thank you for sharing that because it is the craze and, you know, you hear about gut health and how important it is and where it does play a role. And Kelly, I have had just personal 15 years of gut issues. And again, I didn't ever identify with anything. Right. You didn't have no idea. I had no idea. It meant that I had poor feelings. It's a tap. It it was a symptom of me having anxiety. I didn't know I had anxiety. So it was manifesting. It's why we say, I feel it in my gut, or you get butterflies before an interview. We feel our feelings also in our stomach. So some people have this physical symptom and some people just have the expression of, you know, bad things that happen inside. So again, Dr. Amen, I'm just such a raving fan. If, if you like really want to learn, he teaches so much about how we can care for our full bodies, but especially our brains, because our brains are what make everything function. Exactly. Wow. Thank you again. I can't wait to go after this call. I'm so excited to check. Yes, because I'm very interested. But I also, I want to dive a little bit into your Anxious Achiever project. Because I want you to talk about that again. I know we touched on it, but who, who is that woman that would be involved in that? And what is the project all about? Yeah. So the Anxious Achiever project is for women who have this big call in their life but they do not want to lose their health and harmony in the process. This is like level one for women. The women who have been in in this project, what they're experiencing is clarity. They are literally, so we take them through week one is visioneering. We take them through getting a clear vision on what you want for your life so that you can go to get that. Week two, we're talking about learning to lead yourself. So many leaders and women and entrepreneurs who are addicted to the climb, they're not slowing down enough to ask themselves questions to reassess, am I going the right way? What do I really want? They don't trust themselves. So we're giving them a toolbox of, here's what it looks like to do this on a daily basis. What questions would you ask yourself so that you're always in alignment? Okay. The week three um, is time management. So we literally say, you just told me these five things are important to you. 
Now, how are you honoring that with your time? How are you, we have women, again, launching courses. We have women who are writing children's books. We have women who are leading a top network marketing teams and have these big goals. So we're saying, and now how does that happen in your real life, your physical time you have? Week four is high performance health. And we talk about all the parts that make a whole. Finances, your physical body health, your social health, your, um, you know, that relational piece. Um, we talk about like literally physical, what's happening with your body, that mental, all of those, because you can't be thriving period in life. If one of those is lacking, you, you can't make up by being rich. If you have no friends, you can't make up, you know, in being physically fit. If you have no money, right? Like all of those things matter to our high performance health. So we talk about how to create, here's what's cool. We literally, I literally give these women the framework to create their individual high performance health. Not everybody's looks the same. It's what are the things and choices that drive me, these like mantras and decisions. And then week five, what we um, end with is how to have massive execution, how to take action now. And like I shared earlier, most people don't actually take real action. They get interested. They stay in the middle, they kind of go towards their dreams. And what would it look like if you were to actually take action? Um, and again, these women, by the end of the five weeks that we work together, they have already been in motion. They're, they're now capable of being a peaceful performer, someone who's in alignment with peace, walking their dreams out with ease, making more money, having more success, landing more jobs, having greater marriages all even by the end of the five weeks. So it's literally leaving people with this ability to believe and trust in themselves because now they've got the tools to make all of the things happen that they want to. And it's fun because now these women are going, all right, Kel, and now I want more. And so we actually created a, a peaceful, I'm about to launch a second course, which is the peaceful performer. And so now it's more of a business um, group coaching. How can I take these big dreams that are physical dreams and make them happen in real time and do them successfully um, financially. Wow. So it's been really cool. Wow, Kelly, you are such a blessing. I mean, this is an amazing opportunity for women to be part of. So if you're listening, we need you to reach out to Kelly and get involved in her anxious achiever project. And I know you have apparel that you have with the, uh, <laughs> The symbol, yes, I love the it. Sign. Yeah. Sign. It's just so beautiful. I just, um, I'm so blessed to know you and have met you and see all the things you have going on in your business. And it's just so exciting to speak to women that just want to help other women succeed in all areas. I mean, you mentioned your marriage. I mean, you have a strong faith as well. Were you always a faithful person or did that grow as you were evolving both okay um it both I, I faith has always been a leader in my life but again i wasn't walking out the version of myself that i i wanted to be completely so that has um massively mattered but you know i i would just say that faith was the piece that got me through long enough that i could start taking actionable steps in my life um, because I didn't know what to do other than to pray for a while. I didn't know what to do other than to pray. <laughs> Literally, that's, that's all I had at that time. Yeah. 
but it's, it's been really exciting. And I will just say, Kelly, again, for the listeners who are listening, going like, I, I like exhaling, going, I don't even know where to start. If that's you, I would just, if you don't mind me encouraging them to reach out to me, one of my gifts, even just a DM chat, I think, I think we were designed in creation to desire community. The thing I did the best was give people literally my framework and my tools and I teach them, but our community and anxious achievers allows women this safe place to go, okay, here's what's really going on. Here's what I really want. These leaders who are a part of this group, they've been afraid in other capacities to show their pain, to show that they're struggling. And so this has been this safe environment. I heard a quote from Brene Brown that says, we're both strength and struggle. We're allowed to be both strength and struggle. And so it's giving these women who were once, you know, only allowed to put on their face and show up for other people, this place, this safe place to be themselves. And so if I can be a friend um, or an encourager, I think you need that. I think you need friends in order to navigate through this whole thing. And I'm always happy to be that. Absolutely. I always say no one succeeds alone. Community is key. I mean, we can't do things on our own. We definitely need backup. And so thank you for opening that up. And I'm sure you'll have some new people. <laughs> yes. Oh, and let me just add one last thing. Um, I have a free Facebook group. Um, it's called the Peaceful Performer Posse. So again, it's, it's these high-vibing, like-minded women who are wanting to show up in these big important areas of their life. I mean, we're talking everything there. And so it gives you just a taste of what my crew looks like, what, what my posse looks like. And they're amazing. Well, I'm excited to be part of your posse now. <laughs> yes, you're in Kelly. I'm excited. No, I, so before we close, because I could talk to you forever, it's just such a beautiful conversation we're having. And, um, my show is called Addicted to the Climb. And so tell us before we close, what are you climbing towards next? What's next for you in any area? Hmm, such a great question. Um, right now, honestly, I am working on what it looks like to do things on video. I really see something, I see a growing place for showing up online in that video capacity. So I'm teaching myself a lot and studying and learning and um, a, a lot about video because I think aside from your ability to be in person with someone, video gives you this ability to feel people, to see people, to hear people. And so um, that's one of the areas that I'm leveling up right now. Um, and I'm planning on having a TED talk this year. So that's feeling really exciting. That's exciting. Um, literally printed off the, you know, the instructions and I'm just praying about what my TED talk's going to be, but it's, those are the ways that I'm leveling up right now. Wow. Congratulations. That's exciting. I can't wait to follow along and see how that evolves. So Kelly, where can people, where's the best place for them to find you, connect with you? Yeah, the best place, honestly, is Instagram. I spend a couple hours in my DMs every single day. Um, so it's Kelly Brock on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook, um, Kelly Brock as well. You can find all, 
about the Anxious Achiever Project at anxiousachievers.com. And then you can join in the free um, Facebook group, Peaceful Performer Posse. And um, we show up there every single week. We launch challenges. We are in community together. We've got our peace sign gear. Like we're practicing our peace out loud. So I'd love to connect. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much. And for all of you guys listening, make sure you guys, you know, screenshot this podcast, tag us both and spread the word and let's all become anxious achievers together. I love it. Thanks, Kelly, so much again for spending the time with me. And I look forward to just keep watching you evolve. Same, same here. Bye. Bye. If you love this episode, make sure you guys tag me. And because I appreciate you all so much, I am offering you 10% off my course, Addicted to the Climb. You can find that on my website, kellytyan.com. Make sure to spell it K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. Until the next time, keep on climbing.